Hello there, lovely people, and welcome to uh, the latest edition of The Finnovator with me, Stuart Bell, business coach, uh, founder of our Dairy Coaching Consulting, author of the book Finnovation, which is uh, a few years behind me now, but all-round lover of financial advice models that sort of challenge some of the paradigms of the future. If you can challenge paradigms of the future, I don't know if that's a thing, but anyway. Hey, uh, I wanted to tell you all about the, uh, the podcast I've got for you today, um, and it's with one of, one of those people I just... I've come to know as a practitioner, work with as a client, but most importantly, uh, come to uh, call a friend and also someone I hugely respect. Ruben Zelva uh, is a, a Melbourne-based planner who, to be honest, cares so much about clients that sometimes uh, he takes you know, some of the problems that they have personally, oh, he takes them on personally. And I think, you know what? In many cases, that's something you want from, from an advisor, right? You want somebody who... Uh, is going to care more about your money than you do. Ruben and I have worked for many, many years, and along the way, we have been through real positive upsides, and there have been a few times along the way when, uh, you know, it's not all been uh, good news, let's put it that way. But most of all, what I've loved about Ruben is uh, whenever we get together and we talk about his business, we unpack it, he's always very open about what he's good at and equally open about you know the areas he wants to improve uh he's one of these people when i sit down have a coaching meeting he will challenge and we'll talk things through and we'll come at it from angles but when he's ready to take action he will take action uh and it's been a pleasure just to see him as you know develop as a person i know that sounds really sort of condescending but i just um Ruben's one of these people that i think uh is a real shining light in the industry and just um someone who has all of the right stuff in the right place this webinar uh, it was an absolute pleasure for me. After many years, many years to go, we sat down working together. Rather, we sat down and we talked about a little side project that he started. Uh, he became the host of a radio program called the Finance Hour, and that little program of his, he decided to scale it to leverage it in his marketing. Which I think, you know, if you're producing content, be it audio, video, uh, written content, anytime you're producing uh, stuff where you're talking about things you like and it could be valuable to share with other people, that presents a huge opportunity uh, to do so. And I think if there's anything we've learned over these past months, well, it's a few things, but over these past months, I think we've learned that clients value more than ever before communication, proactive communication from uh, people they trust, people who are in their life to advise them and people who are experts and can add value in, 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 in ways that are um, personal as well as, you know, uh, financial. So we talked uh, at this about how he did it, how he took a radio program and utilizing some systems in the back area, using some, some people to assist, uh, including family. He was able to put something out there uh, that on a regular basis shared with his target market and cut it up in many different ways and the results he got, which uh, I think we will find interesting and possibly looking back through it now, it won't be as surprising uh, the real value of what he did and how it changed his relationship with his existing clients. Uh, with so many things we could have spoken about, Ruben and I, because it's been uh, many, many uh, things we've faced and, and, and things we've worked on, but I'm really glad to unpack this one. Anyway, I will hand over to Ruben. Uh, we're going to jump in. And uh, as usual, I hope you love it. I'll see you there. Uh, Ruben and I have known each other for quite some time. Uh, we've been working together uh, for quite some time. And uh, during that time, you know, some, some clients you, you become fond with, but others you become good friends with. And Ruben is one of those people that I respect hugely as a planner, but also uh, 
you know, as a person, we've had some of the most enjoyable coaching sessions are when we sit down and Ruben's one of these kind of guys that I, I love working with because they'll kind of kick the tires. They'll, they'll ask you questions. They'll, uh, you know, seek to understand not just, you know, the, the concepts, but, but work out the, the bits around the edges. And uh, when we've sort of finished having those kind of conversations, we usually, what comes out of it is a really, really, really good plan. But today uh, I wanted to talk to Ruben and really get a conversation going on between all of us. Uh, about the journey he's been on. Uh, you know, uh, it wasn't too long ago where Ruben's sort of marketing, uh, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't a great deal of it and it tended to be mostly him. Uh, he was putting stuff out there. But then over a period of time, he kind of went from this place where he was just doing similar to other businesses to he's got a radio program, he's podcasting, uh, and he's utilizing that content in a really smart ways to, uh, you know, put it, put it out there, get known, but equally importantly, and I think we're going to talk about today, to utilize it with his clients. Uh, there's a bunch more to the story as well. Um, you know, he's done so many different things in his business over the past few, uh, you know, few years. We've been working together in before. Uh, so this is kind of an opportunity, not just talk about what happens when you put your expertise and your knowledge and you get structure around it, uh, but also sort of uh, to learn from somebody who I think is, a, in my experience, is a, is a really deep thinker about a number of different areas. So how are you going, man? Good, good. Are. Hey, Stu. How are you? I'm good. Hello, good everyone. Man, Thanks I, for I, the big wrap-up, Stu. I mean, that was very, very... Uh, I was trying to work out who you were talking about for a bit. There, <laughs> there, there were a few a, things that sounded familiar. <laughs> not a word in there that is anything but 100% truth, and you know it. Um, <laughs> very kind. Yeah, James has been... I'm, I, was on, I was on the radio show a while back, but the, I You've think problem, I, could be, I, I was like trying to answer questions, and I was like, Rube, I'm, I thought... Really sorry, I can't hear what you're saying. And so, yeah, so that was just a question about the technical setup. So, but that was pretty early on. So that was early on, but it, it was enjoyable. <laughs> that podcast you've had, a, you've had some great guests on, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing about the podcasting is people people like being on it. I do. People like being asked to be on it. In fact, over time, I've had people call, contact me and and wanting to come on it, which is great. So. Yeah, people people like being on radio, just like they love being on your uh, webinars. Well, I love people <laughs> love being on my webinars. So when you when you introduce, you say, "Hey, you're speaking to someone," and you go, "Would you like to be on my podcast?" How do yeah. you how do you introduce it? What's the what's the what's the way that you do oh, it? Oh, look, there's not you know, there's not a huge amount to it. I mean, I've actually automated it a bit now as well in terms of asking people. But, you know, I just tell people I'm doing a show about, um, you know, interviewing great business people and people who have done great things in their careers. Um, and I think you've got a great story to tell. And it's what, probably not that different to how you, um, how you do it. And in fact, I started automating it a bit more now in terms of, you know, communicating with people about it and, and, and getting them to book in themselves and all that I'm sort gonna... of stuff that you taught me. But we're probably jumping ahead, aren't we? We are jumping ahead. But I do, <laughs> I do want to know one thing before we kick in, because what's the best, most enjoyable podcast guest you've ever had and spoken to and what made them enjoyable? <sighs> Mate, let me think about that. Well, probably actually interesting. I think... Um, the best one wasn't exactly so business related, but it's a um, it's a young guy who started this uh, like social sort of enterprise for kids with special needs, and okay. he started doing um you know to doing camps and um and weekends away for for children who've got you know intellectual disability or, or things like that, and uh, you know he's a young guy, he's only about twenty three or twenty four, you know mm -hmm. not a high profile person obviously, but um you know it was just 
just just amazing. You know, he hadn't had anyone in his family who had special needs, um, but he just had a passion to do it. And he started this sort of charity. But not only did he start it, he also, you know, he was managing it really astutely financially and he put a board around him and all that kind of thing. So even though it was like a charity, he was actually managing it like a business. Wow. And it was super impressive, you know, for a kid of, I think he was 24, maybe 25 now. And he started it while he was still at uni at age of 21. Wow. So, yeah. What was the guy's name? His name, uh, Dean Cohen. Dean Cohen. Wow. Dean Cohen, okay. yeah. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, and he's, um, the organization's called Flying Fox. Good name. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, well, yeah. We're going we'll to get into it, but I just want to know, you know, you've been doing this for what? It's three years and it's coming out three years? Uh, yeah, it's coming up to three years, yeah. So what, what's been, you know, you spend all this on a regular basis sitting there and talking to these people and pulling out their stories. Yeah. What's had, what impact has it had on you personally, as a, as a, as yeah. a, not just as an advisor, but as a person? Well, first of all, you know, I mean, I've really enjoyed speaking to people and finding out about their stories. I mean, it's, and I've even had people I knew are sort of friends or, or maybe not close friends, but people I know are doing great stuff. And you don't often have the conversation socially <laughs> about what they're doing in their business yeah. or their career. And it's actually really enjoyable, um, you know, just connecting with people on that level as well. Um, so I've really enjoyed that part of it. I, cause it sort of started more as a, you know, more typical sort of finance related talking about super and investment markets. And sometimes I still, still do talk about investment markets, mm. but I end up pivoting more to talking to people. And I've really enjoyed that. I think it's, you know, what us as financial planners are generally pretty good at. Um, so that, that, that's been really good. And I've enjoyed giving other people a platform as well for them, you know, because you know, for them to put out to their networks and, you know, I've really, I've really sort of enjoyed giving people that opportunity. Um, other than that, you know, it's been a great way to express, you know, what I'm thinking as well. Uh, I've got a segment which I started pretty early on called Ruben's Rant, which is, you know, not quite like uh, John Laws or what's the other shock jock? Oh, there was it, John Singleton used to come out. Yeah, so 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 it's not quite like that, but it, but it just makes you sort of think about something that's sort of yeah, Alan Jones. Exactly. That's the one. Yeah, sorry, yeah. makes you think about something that's kind of I don't know, irking you or something a little bit controversial, and it's actually really good fun just to kind of get out there and just you know do a two minute kind of rant about something. I really I, enjoyed I, that. You published, <laughs> you published an article. I think it might have been about a year and a half ago, and I remember yeah. you shared it to me. It was like why I think we should charge fees to dead people. <laughs> why it's okay to charge fees to dead people. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. And but it was, yeah. it was, it was a well constructed argument. It was a rant, but it, it and that's the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. You get people. That's right. Yeah, I love that. That's it. right. That was actually my most popular uh, LinkedIn <laughs> thing. Yeah, it got people going, which is it's, it's it funny. Mentally. It's like I mean, <laughs> you remember Chris Bates. Yeah, yeah, he's massive on LinkedIn, isn't he's he? He's huge on LinkedIn. He had the same yeah. thing. I think his post, his first post he ever put out was something around like why risk life advi- uh, risk advisors suck or something. It was something so right, right, like, uh, just was, something really, um, oh, it was just really obnoxious. Yeah, yeah, but that's, yeah, that's, yeah. So now let's let's dive in. There's so much to cover. Yeah, for those, I mean, most people in here will be familiar with you, but for those who don't, uh, what do you do? Who are your typical clients? Yep. What does the business look like? How long have you been doing it? What do you love about it? Give us the, give yep. us the two minutes. This is yeah, Ruben. cool. So I've been, um, I mean, I've been financial planning for close on 20 years almost now, which is sort of quite hard to believe. Um, started in accounting. Um, you know, when I had to do my first timesheet, I kind of realized it wasn't for me. <laughs> no, not quite. I did a few timesheets and then I sort of worked out, 
that's not really what I want to do. I want to do something that's a bit more more forward looking uh, yep. as opposed to um, you know backward looking. Uh, so I sort of jumped in, did a bit of power planning to start with, uh, and then you know after a year and a half, you know being a young guy, twenty five, I thought I was too good for that. So I sort of jumped straight into founder founder business at uh, called trust company that were recruiting advisors and jumped straight in um, to the deep end. Uh, I know a lot of people company. are doing that now. Like, like a lot of people seem, you know, in the XY advisor network seem to start really early, but then in those days, you know, people probably hung around for another, for four or five years at least doing power planning admin work. Um, so yep. I was quite young. Um, so that was, I didn't quite realize how, um, yeah, how difficult that would be. Okay. Um, and and then yeah worked out worked at a, another firm called Planning Partners uh, for about eight or nine years was a partner there then then me and my business partner went our separate ways yep. uh, and started Adapt about eight years ago so I mean we do um, you know my clients tend to be probably similar to a lot of people out there but maybe at the higher end I've got you know a lot of business owner clients because traditionally uh, in the initial stages got a lot of referrals from accountants. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then I've got like the the medical professionals, and I've got some quite senior executives as well. And yep. then sort of you know being um, you yeah, know having been doing this for a while, you know you have clients that that move to the retirement stage. So not that many that might have started, you haven't picked up that many retirees as such. But just just by virtue of being in it for a while, yeah, you know, the clients have sort of moved to that stage. So um, so yeah, and it's and it's a typical obviously holistic advice. You know we've you know we've going through the program we've sort of refined that over time but it's obviously a mix of investments being a being a, a portion of it um but you know all the other sort of strategy work that goes with it the superannuation tax structuring estate planning yep. uh, some insurance as well don't do mortgages sort of work with other people on that um so yeah that that, that that's a business and it's probably now at about 90 active clients okay um which you know either half probably Majority half yearly review, summit annual, and then there's like a probably a smattering of insurance only uh, type clients as well. So it's quite a kind of neat, um, yeah, neat sort of business. Beautiful. Um, and yeah, I know it's funny. You made the point about sometimes you you, you get you get a chance to ask questions that you never asked before. I never yeah. asked you about Adapt Wealth. Why? What made you choose Adapt? <laughs> it's funny you say that because uh, it's. When I was starting, it was like, uh, you know, I was thinking of all these different names and that financial planner, sometimes we can fall into this trap of, you know, trying to find these, you know, Latin names. And I was, I was thinking I was going to call it a finitas. Like dare, eh? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's lots of those kind of things, you know, we like to think, you know, we've got to call it something special. So I was like yeah. a finitas, you know, it was a finitas and adapt. And adapt was really, it, it, the concept really was that, you know, we've got to adapt to different circumstances, yep. you know, whether it's things that are happening in investment markets or things that are happening in people's financial lives. Um, it's really was sort of a principle that I, that I believe in. Um, you know, I don't believe in kind of always being stuck in the past. I don't necessarily believe in, you know, throwing everything out and starting complete radical change. I sort of believe in incremental change and that, that was sort of what I wanted to, you know, in the way I was running my business, I wanted to incrementally change and I've always wanted to and also potentially changing the way you engage with clients as well yeah. and um, everything from how you look at investment markets to how you, you know, can keep 
adapting and adding value. So, it. so yeah, it, it definitely, um, it definitely reflected, reflected a philosophy. What do you think, sir? Like if we, so how long, sorry, actually, let me ask a question. Adapt wealth. How long has the business been in existence? Eight years. Eight years. Okay. Yeah. So though it's, it's, it's actually, I mean, it's, it's, it's a mature, it's a mature business, but it's, yeah. it's not, it's not a really old business, is it? No. no. So what do you think is the best decision you made along those eight years to where you are now? What do you think are the best decisions you've made or, or lessons you've learned? Mm. There you go. There's a, there's a tiny question, Ruben. Yeah. Best decisions. Well, I think, I think maybe just making sure that the business sort of fit in with my lifestyle and my sort of goals, right. In terms of, you know, how much I wanted to work, how hard I wanted to work, how, you know, the kind of clients which I took on. I was, I've always been pretty careful with the clients that I take on really the ones that I enjoy working with and want to add value. So I think I worked that out uh, pretty quickly. Uh, And I think it's obviously easier when you start a new business, Um, but also acknowledging that, yes, I want to grow with the right clients. I didn't want to grow enormously. You know, I wanted to to have a fit in. I do sort of some community work and, and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, and really just, I guess, ensuring that, that the business, you know, fit the, um, you know, fit the goals and the lifestyle that I wanted. And also um, I think, you know, trying to engage openly with clients and, and, and just, as I said, making those sort of incremental changes over time, a lot of stuff that we did together, yeah. uh, you know, on the program, you know, has really been, has really been helpful. Um, yeah. So, so I, th- I think that's pro- pro- probably the most important one is, is make sure it fits in with, with my, with my life and what I really want to do. Perfect. So with that, I mean, with that end, just so we can record this bit and use it again, of all yeah. the things we've covered in the program, what do you think has been, the most helpful or the one that's really, you know, got you the best results? I think it's based, it's been using systems and technology. Okay. You know, just, just systemizing things better, you know, and I suppose, you know, there's lots of small incremental things except from the way you do file notes. Um, You know, I've now got a remote staff member. Um, You know, I, I think it's been around just efficiency and how you give advice and sort of being able to, to do what you do in, in less time, you Which know, I reckon, I, I reckon I, I, you know, from me on the right, I, I, I just became more efficient uh, in how I use my time. So let's, let's jump into that. Cause I, I know when you first started doing the, the, the podcasting, it worked another way. And we were just talking yep. before we came on board and it sounds to me like it's just gone to a next level in terms of the back office. Let's go yeah. back to the very beginning. How, how did this opportunity come up were you i mean were you doing a lot of marketing before it came up i see you don't know how i got into it yeah i kind of do okay so funny story it's been one of those things that's always been on my bucket list it's always been at the back of my mind that i wanted to do a radio show uh and there's a local radio uh uh station in our community called jay air and uh i was at my folks in uh my folks got a place on the beach in Frankston, which is down in the Mornington Peninsula. And I was down there uh, one summer for a week or so. And my dad's one of these blokes that he's a very friendly guy and he's always dragging people in from here or there. And, uh, you know, some, he, he brought some guy in I'd never met before. And I was chatting with him and it turns out that he's the president of this radio station. Wow. So this guy, you know, he came up for the day. He was having a great time. He went to the beach. We gave him lunch. He fell asleep on the couch. You know, he hung around for dinner, had a few drinks. And I said to him, look, you know, how's the station going? And, you know, do you have anything that, that's sort of business 
or finance related? And he goes, we don't. And uh, yeah, just put something together, a bit of a proposal. And yeah, we'd love to do it. So that's really, that's really how it kicked off. So um, the lesson here is if you can't invite the president of radio station down and, and get them drunk, <laughs> it's just ask really, isn't it? It's put I, it I think there. that's the only way, that's the only path to do it is to have the president of the radio station <laughs> come down to your holiday house, that's fall it. asleep on the couch and have a few glasses of wine. If you're not doing it that way, I just it's don't know what other, path, what other path there is. So just to be know, uh, Ruben's Holiday House is available now for rent on Airbnb. <laughs> uh, connections don't come free, though, but yeah. So essentially, you just put it out there and you asked. Yeah, yeah. What, what did the proposal look like? Ah, oh, it wasn't. It was nothing. It didn't take pages and pages. You know, it was a bit about who I was. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, a bit about what I wanted to do. You know, the importance of financial advice and all that sort of stuff. It was, it wasn't something that I spent any longer than an hour on. Um, so yeah, it's so not a huge amount to it. They phone you back. They're like, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Uh, come on in. Yeah. Come on in. You know, it sounds good. Come on into the studio. Uh, at the first few um, episodes, Craig Bigelow um, did them with me, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, he sort of right. did the first, yeah, he sort of did maybe the first five or six with me, which was great. Uh, yeah, come in, learn how to use the equipment, uh, and yeah, and go for it. So, so yeah. first time you're in there, did you? Did they kind of close the door on you and go off? You go and you were like, "Holy moly, what do I do?" Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Although I, I, I have to say, I adapted reasonably, reasonably yeah. quickly to it. But um, yeah, sure. The first number of episodes are a bit scratchy, and maybe you, you know, you listen to yourself after, and you thought, "Oh, you sounded a bit low on energy," and that kind of thing. So I'll probably listen to myself a little bit in the first while to try and work out how I could, you know, okay. improve it. Um, that's, that's but yeah, but, but, but the thing is, is with uh, this, the initial thing was doing a radio show and I only sort of, once I was doing that, I realized, Oh, hang on. There's really good software here where they record the show on. Yeah. You know, I can turn this into a podcast. So I kind of like worked that out, maybe seven or eight episodes in and figured, well, I can actually use all this content. Um, so I got to that realization. I thought, yeah, great. And I, you know, it got the, my website designer, I was designing a new website, got them to fit it in to that. And, uh, yeah, before you knew it, it was, yeah, it was a podcast. Just, I um, want to pick up on Jared's question, how to start, because you, yeah. you started by going out and going, right, who, what is a, what is a platform that I could just put it out there and, yeah. and put a couple of pages out there and see who get there. And you, you in particular yeah. chose Jair, but yeah, um, yeah, but that was the rest. I mean, there's there's so much resources out there to, um, and I was just thinking about that before. There's so much resources out there in terms of what you need to start the podcast. I'm just trying to remember what it was, but maybe we'll we'll put it on afterwards. There's there's yeah. a website which I looked at a lot in the beginning. Yeah, the podcast host is one of them. Um, I'm, that that's probably the one, but let, let me have a look and I'll double check. Okay. Um, but, but there's, there's so much stuff out there, you know, in terms of how you get going. And, uh, you know, I was sort of fortunate that, you know, I, I went, I didn't need the equipment because I went into the radio station. Right. But the equipment is not difficult at all. You know, it's simple microphones and, and that sort of thing. And it probably takes a bit more effort if you're having people on the phone, um, yeah, remote like, like that. Probably take you, you probably need to be a little bit more careful with your technology to make sure it sounds right, yeah. Um, but you so, can get going really quickly. 
So equipment. And there's lots of podcast hosting sites. There's, you know, the one that I used was Omni, which was fantastic, but it was probably at, at the upper end. Uh, there's, you know, Blueberry, there's um, Podbean. There's a whole lot of them, a whole lot of different places where you can, uh, where you can host your podcast. Um, well, like in terms of audio, what's important yeah. to know that because I've, I've certainly read in videos that audio is one of those things that if it's poor, yeah, people will just check out immediately. So what's your, what's been yeah. your experience? Yeah. Well, look, once again, you know, invest in a decent microphone. There's no great science to it. You know, okay. it's, um, it doesn't have to cost more than, you know, 150 bucks. True. Um, so really, really that's fine. Yeah. I think that, that that's a bit more high tech. You or you've that's got this, actually, that's, that's what about that's about a two hundred and forty dollar mic. That, oh, really? Actually, it's an XLR. It's called the Procaster by Rode. It's, awesome. It's, it's got, it's got boom. That's what makes it look. Uh, yeah. But there's one. There's also one called the Podcaster, which is a USB mic. And I, I think yeah, you got to ask question. Are you going to use um, standard analog equipment? In which case, you get yeah. the analog stuff. If you're yeah. not, just get the USB version. And I've got a USB. You probably see it on the desk over there. Yeah. It's a really old ATR and that's what I use for recording sort of uh, all of my blogs and things with the yeah. AI stuff. So um, yeah, the equipment is really easy. It is. It is really what easy. Else, what else is you going to start is, is, Oh, one thing I might mention. Um, if you are going to have guests, you, you need to understand uh, a little bit about the way that mics work. So, you know, yeah. what, do you want to talk through the omnidirectional versus uh, cartoid and all the rest of it? I, I probably not exactly the, person to do that Stu to be honest because as I said I went into the radio station it was all set up there right so I didn't need to invest in all that equipment cool. so I'm probably not the uh the tech guru on that so you, but as I say I, there, there's so much out there can I give a recommendation absolutely if you're looking for a mic that because what you want is this is an omnidirectional which it just does the front yeah you can get others that'll pick up background noise and you'll right. get some which will have they basically they'll pick up noise from the front and the back, which is great yeah. for interviewing. The one that will is a USB mic that will allow you to switch between the modes is called Blue Yeti. Yeah. Otherwise, there's a switch on the back that you can put it in front of you. Go okay, interview style, and away you go. Awesome. So that's the way to go. Uh, Mike yeah. says how to hook up two mics. Depends what you're uh, what you're um, recording into. Uh, for the like, if you're recording into a computer, you can get a little. Uh, headphone jack from Rode. I, I'll bring the thing along, which enables you to basically split the whole channel into mic, mic, audio. Uh, what we'll do is, you know what? In, let's, in the um, email we sent out after, so I'm, I'm going to get through a bunch of links to, to yeah. places. But Absolutely. My experience is storedj.com.au. Those yeah. guys are incredible. They'll help yeah. you. So we'll, we'll give some more information on equipment. Yeah. So you're there, you're going, I'm producing an hour's worth of content every, every week now. Yeah. Um, I, want to, I want to just talk a little bit about structure before we jump into using it. Yeah. What did you learn early on about structuring your, the conversations in the radio show? Yeah. Well, I think part of it is, um, is pre-preparing the, um, the guests a bit before. Okay. I, and I probably didn't spend a huge amount of time doing that, but it was more explaining to them, listen, you know, this is a conversation, right? It's not a monologue. Uh, and I may interrupt you a little bit at times just because I want to keep it engaging um, because that is the risk. Sometimes you'll get guests where they'll just go on and on and it's difficult to stop them, right? So that's really, really important because um, no one just wants to listen to a monologue. Yeah. Um, the other thing was is, you know, pretty quickly I got sort of, you know, having a few different segments uh, worked really well. So I had the Rubens rant. I started that quite early on 
where I had like a, um, you know, a two minute rant, um, which was a lot of fun. And you could yep. create a little segment for that as well. Um, and actually just really easily, I created, I made that its own little podcast as well. Um, just the Rubens rant. So you can find that and hear them all too. But um, it's having a Rubens rant. I had, um, I had what I call propeller head of the week, which was just a new, often a bit of a technolo- technological thing, or it might just be sort of some kind of shortcut or hack that I found was working really well. Yep. Uh, often sort of tech related. Um, and then I always have with my guests, I ask them for their top three tips at the end, right? So, so just even having those three or four sort of segments just really, really worked well. Yep. And then, uh, you know, a bit of a structure the way you, you talk to people um, and you learn that over time, which is, you know, once again, nothing nothing too serious, but asking them obviously about their background, trying to ask them a few challenging questions that they've got to think about, like what you asked me. Um, you know, ask them what's worked well, what hasn't worked well. And before you know it, you know, you've had the conversation for half an hour or so and and then it's, you know, it's getting towards the end. So, so yeah, having a few different segments and a bit of a structure for the conversation, which tends to sort of, you know, you tend to replicate that with all the different guests. That Perfect. Yeah. I mean, different structures, different people. Some people like to start off light and, and easy and let's say the yeah. questions to ask. Uh, you've got people like Steve Crawford who just like to jump straight in and go. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, there's lots of different structures, but as long as, as, long as you know where you're at and they kind of know what's coming, uh, then it, it can work really well. So yeah. you've got this structured, you've got this structured recording. You've got yeah. pieces. You, you kind of know where bits and, you know, you know where the yeah. rant is, you know where the propeller head, you have the ability yeah. to cut it up. How do you go from having that to suddenly putting it out in a format where you can use it through podcasting yeah. and other areas. Let's talk yeah. about that. Well, well, that was obviously a bit of a, um, you know, a stage process in terms of how I did it and looking online and finding a lot of research how to do it. But certainly I think the reason for the longevity is that I ended up being able to systemize that quite well. Okay. Um, so I didn't have to spend a huge amount of time in post-production. So the way it's been going for the last quite long time is I, um, I'll literally, uh, I'll get I'll get the podcast done. Yep. I'll I'll download it to a um you know to a, to a Dropbox, and I get someone in America who writes up show notes. They're specialists in writing up, um, specialists in, in just doing show notes. That's all they do. Okay. Show notes for podcasts. So they listen to it. I talked to them a little bit about how the structure I wanted it. Just trying to see if I can find. Uh, once again, I'll include them in there. Um, so they listen to the podcast and write up some really good show notes. Uh, okay. So, you know, that's like one of the things that, you know, and that's really good for SEO and it's good as a blurb to, to when you email blast it out to clients. So okay. that, 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 that's what I did. And then I, um, and what does podcast, uh, it was about maybe 40 bucks a, a show. Yeah. Which is not cheap. Um, it's, but it's about on the, to do a video. So it's not yeah. But on the other hand, it's like, you know, once again, if I didn't, if I didn't outsource it, I wouldn't have done it. And I probably okay. did the first number and then I wouldn't have done it. So um, did that. Uh, yeah. And then one of my sons, my, well, is now nearly 18. He actually edits it. So he puts on a bit of sound. He cuts out a bit of crap. He cuts out some music. Um, so he edits it. And then I, um, once that's done, I sent it to my second son and he, um, yeah, he, he puts it on the website um, links it all in together. Yeah. And then he creates like the email blast out for, for clients. Um, 
And yeah, and then it's basically then I'll review the email blast and send it off. Now, the only glitch in that whole process is is the boys, getting the boys to do their stuff <laughs> on time. You know, so I've tried a few, and that's been probably the biggest frustrating because I, I pay them. But then I tried saying, listen, if you get it done by the weekend, I'll give you five bucks more or <laughs> this or that. But it just, that was probably the glitch in the process. Now, there's lots of ones where you can outsource the whole lot, right? Yeah. You literally say to them, here's the, here's the audio, you do everything, right? They'll do the show notes, the editing, the whole, they'll post it on social media, they'll do the whole thing. So there are services like that. It obviously costs a bit more. Um, but once again, you have to have some kind of system like because a lot of people will start the podcast and they'll be really excited and then they'll start editing it and then they'll start writing the show notes and you know they'll spend hours on it and i guarantee you you're not going to keep it up yeah that's a, that's i think not, that's a really key point to make that if yeah if it's not simple if it's if it, yeah. it's going to sit in your outbox i mean it, let me it just, can i talk a little bit about editing the conversation because yeah. personally through doing this some people say i still talk too much but i've learned that there are certain things I, I do when I'm recording it. You know, I get all the chit chat up front and then I'll yes. stop and dive into it. Whenever I go from one section to another, if I change like slide changes, I'll stop, take a breath, wait for the slides to change and then talk, which makes it really mm. easy to edit. What have you learned from making it the editing part as, you know, as stress-free and as yeah. effort-free as possible? Well, there's two modes of way of, of, of you know, people that, that um, research it. There's two sort of, uh, thoughts on these one is that you just don't edit that much yeah you, know? <laughs> you just yeah you just kind of get it out there right uh which is the path that i take right mm. i figure once i've got the conversation the way i'm doing it it shouldn't need that too much editing right yep. and then obviously they've got uh other services where they'll edit they'll even do things like taking out ums and ahs and they might cut out bits that don't work but to be honest personally i i don't think it's necessary so what my son was really doing was, you know, there was cutting out, you know, there'd be like a couple of music breaks, he'd cut those out before Ruben's rant, you know, he'd put like a bit of a, a sound clip before it and a few things like that. So it wasn't a, um, and then he'd create like different, the different segments, he'd chop them up so I could yep. share segments differently. But that's as far as I went to in editing. So okay. once again, I personally don't think it's necessary. So get the structure right. Yeah. Get the structure uh, maybe, maybe even take notes. Okay. Where am I at? It's 1230. Okay. I'm about to do Ruben's rant or whatever. It yeah. might be. And where, where did you get your audio intro and outro from? Uh, I think it was Fiverr. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of them. I got it. I got my, I'll, I'll exploding light bulb came from Fiverr. Yeah. I reckon it was Fiverr. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. Anything else? I mean, in terms of, uh, equipment software, I mean, that, that seems pretty straightforward. It was, yeah. I mean, and uh, as I said, the Omni, um, that software I found really good, but it's probably at the more expensive end, but, it, but it's great. You know, it submits it to, um, you know, you, you, you'd be, you wouldn't believe how simple it is to submit your podcast to iTunes, to Spotify, to, what are they, what's the Android one? Uh, I would ice cream. No, that's an no, operating anyway. system. See, I'm not an Android user. But. Oh, okay. So it's just so ridiculously easy from this software Omni to do that. It literally has got links to it. So you make your podcast live and it's submitted it to all these places. So, so you know, I'm on, I'm on Spotify, I'm on iTunes. And then it's interestingly, there's a whole lot of other podcasting platforms that just picked me up somehow. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, so I'm probably on like dozens of them now. Um, yeah, they just found me somehow and they just 
I don't know, they got the, um, what's it called? I always forget what's it called when they drag your, when they pull in your data from a website. RSS feeds. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's really simple, but that's what I, so, so that's all done by RSS feeds. So it's, it, it's ridiculously simple to do that. So, so how many podcasts are you in now? 80. 80 podcasts. Yep. And you've got this library and the best yeah. part about it is it's, 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 it's not going away. It's still, it's actually people yeah. going back and they're listening. Yes. I mean, have you done a bit of a reading of what's going on in the podcast world? Because man, when I started listening to Tim Ferriss, I made the assumption that, oh, everybody's listening to podcasts. It's, it's, but it's exploded. Oh, it's massive. Yeah, it, it's just it's just an enormous uh, industry now, and so that's why there's an enormous you know, number of businesses that are supporting people in producing podcasts. Um, it's huge, but you know that's good and it's got its challenges because there's new podcasts coming up all the time, and you know it's not easy to stand out. So, so they're both yeah, you know, it, it's good because um, more people are starting to listen to them, but it's also you know. It's got its challenges and also people's attention span is not that long either. So, so um, look, I want to talk about the, the, the sort of impact it's had on, on your marketing with clients. Cause I think yep. that's, that's one of the most interesting parts of this. Yep. I, I don't think you ever set out on this to be a, you know, I, I'm going to put this out and it's going to generate hundreds and thousands of leads. Yeah. I think it just started as I'm just going to do this and see how it goes. That's right. But then something interesting happened with your clients, right? Yeah, well, it's just had a massively positive impact on my clients. You know, the, the, you know I'll have people, um, I'll put it out, they'll have people come into meetings and they say they've listened to it and they ask me questions about it. I've got one particular client who's a, uh, who's a dentist and he goes, he drives every uh, week, once a week out to sort of Berwick, which is like an outer sort of suburb, 40-minute drive, religiously listens to it. You know, comes, you know, sees me in synagogue, like talks to me about it. So it's... And then you have people, you know, you see around who've said they've listened to it and, and it, it, it's great. Like it gives you good sort of feedback. But definitely um, I think um, with clients it has a very big impact because, you know, they see you as a bit of a, you know, a thought leader or – and, uh, You're on the radio. And, and, yeah, and it's been massive, yeah. So what's your, what's your most enjoyable sort of situation when, um, you know, someone said something or you had an experience? What's the one yeah. story that sort of comes to mind? Well, well – uh, Probably the thing that I really, really like, as I said, it's a, it, I really enjoy the fact that I'm giving other people an opportunity to tell their story as well. So yeah. literally I'll have, um, I had one guy, he runs this like a, a, uh, um, a hearing aid sort of business. It's like a tech business where what they do is they get, um, you know, people look up online getting hearing aids uh, and they then, re- they, they're like a booking system. They refer them to audiologists and then they buy the equipment and make a bit of a margin on that. So it's a great sort of tech business. Uh, and I had him on it and, uh, you know, he came back, he said to me, listen, you know, I was at a, I was at like a, the audiologist conference. I'm like the CEO of the biggest company came up to me and said, Oh, look, I listened to you on the podcast. Yeah. Like it was really good. And I just thought that was, that gave me a real kick. Um, because, you know, it's had its reach somewhere beyond w- anything I would have expected and, you know, might have done something for him. And, and I, I just, yeah, it's, that kind of thing, uh, that kind of thing gives me a kick. It's yeah. funny. Uh, we've had this conversation before and a lot of people go into whether it's social media or online marketing and they're yeah. going, right, I'm going to generate hundred leads in three months. Yeah. And that's not the game. The game is to put stuff out there 
that gives value and puts you and what you've got to say and you know who you are in a way that other people can grab it and they can use it and they can share it and more yeah. importantly it's just doing you know you probably got podcasts you recorded two years ago and somebody grabs it and they go oh, i listened yeah. to your podcast two years ago and and bang yeah yeah so it's just awesome getting that that feedback that's what you need to sort of keep keep you going you know i mean you're a person that produces a whole lot of content as well Stu, and i don't know um you know how you feel like you, you know you, you do want obviously you're doing it for enjoyment but you do need to get some positive feedback you do um you do i mean um you have like yeah yeah you have you have times when you know people you get a smaller audience than you thought or it doesn't go yeah. and you sort of come off and you, yeah. you you must come out of the radio program you and i are both introverts right you must come out yeah. of pretty ex- exhausted you have that moment where you come out and you go you have to sit down <laughs> yeah. right yeah yeah definitely i need a strong coffee absolutely yep <laughs> yeah but then i mean i got one the other day from uh an advisor in scotland who yeah. sent i think it was a blog or a video by a guy called alan smith i spoke to two years ago and he just emailed yeah. me and said, blah 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 i wish i'd found your stuff earlier and i yeah on the couch i turned around and check that out smile and dig yeah. my face and yeah and yeah that's the moment it's worth it and yeah that wouldn't happen if, if you and weren't putting content out there that was, you know, would just keep going when you, when you didn't have to be. That's there. right. That's right. At least- I will say though, one, one thing, sorry, we're talking about giving tips to people. I mean, I, in my show, like I, you know, because I was filling a radio slot, it was sort of like a 40, maybe to 50 minute show. It doesn't need to be that long. Yeah. A podcast, you know, it, it can be like seven or eight minutes mm. really. Like it can just be like a, like a tip like that. It can be, 20 or 30 minutes, you know, it, it doesn't need to be long. Um, so it, particularly if you're like, if we're speaking to financial planners and they want to sort of give something, okay, a real sort of tip or, or something, you know, do five minute ones. Like, like, I mean, the beauty of those as well is you get them transcribed and they're an article as well. So, so really, you know, it, it, they don't need to be long. It depends what your purpose, your purpose of them is. And I so said, I probably fell in a little bit to doing long ones because I was doing a radio show. Um, but, but yeah, it doesn't have to be at all. So, um, I'm just bringing up my, my thing so I can write. Hopefully it comes up. Yeah. What's your best tips? If you are someone on the, on the, on the, is listening to this and they go, yeah. I'll get, I'll get the equipment thing, but I'm, I'm just going to start. What's yeah. your best tips for the structure of the content, the energy? I want to also get your opinion on, you know, when you're in a, in a, in a conversation, are you thinking about how is this going to be listenable on the other end? What can I do to make it, you know, appealing or talk to me about your best tips around getting good content or getting that. Part yeah. yeah. So I guess you want to work out the structure of the show. I mean, you want to have a bit of a plan for what the purpose of it is, right? Have it the same every time. Hey, have it the well, same. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Because I think your listeners want something that, you know, if you're going to get a, a, a good listener base, they want to know what your podcast is. Is it a five-minute tip? Is it interviews with people? You know, what is the actual purpose of it? And I guess what you're trying to achieve as well, because if you want to, um, to have any sort of longevity on it, yeah. you know, you've got to kind of know what you want to achieve. And, and I do think that it shouldn't just be, I want to get, you know, 10 more leads in the door a week. I, I don't think it should be. I think there should, should you know, I think there's, there's something to be for jumping into doing something new, do you know what I mean, and, and enjoying the challenge of it. Right. So, so I think that should be a part of it without, you know, whilst you want to have a, um, you know, a purpose, I don't know that just saying I want all these client leads out of it is the right one. Maybe find a topic that you 
speak about, but you like talking about, but, but you can talk about in a way that you know people listen. Yeah. And finally, if you want to bring guests in, choose choose a, a topic that you know you can connect with people that are going to be able to come in and, and chat about that stuff. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So what else? Yeah. I mean, once again, if you want longevity out of it, you've got to systemize it. It's great and it's exciting to be, you know, doing the first few and, you know, editing yourself and getting super excited, but but it won't last, right? And, and the reason why I've been able to keep it going is because, as I said, I've, I've cut it down to probably, apart from the podcast, spending no more than an hour on it af- afterwards, probably less. Cool. Um, so, you know, send out a frequent, you know, for your guests, if you're doing it that way, you know, I send them out a, a frequently asked questions. I send them a link to, you know, book in what they want to do, if they want to do it on the phone or whatever, so they can book it straight through my calendly. Yeah. Get everything as kind of, as kind of systemized as you can. Cause I guarantee you, if you don't, it won't last. Yeah. Perfect. And line it up in advance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tanya, that was a really good question. And I, I think I wanted to jump into this one because She's, yeah. so she's keen to consider podcasting as a resource for clients, which I think is yeah. it's an interesting challenge because you've got the first challenge of mm. structuring the information and then you've got the second challenge yeah. of getting clients to use it. How would you actually approach that? And how would you then, once you got the body of content, go about promoting it? Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I mean, I think that's a really good idea. As I said, you know, a lot of the good feedback I've had is just from clients. So I reckon that's a great um that's a great objective and it's a very achievable one. Um, I actually think, you know, if I was just doing it that way, I would probably, you know, even before I started get clients sort of on the journey with me, you know, explain to them, you know, why you want to do it. The fact that you're doing something new, maybe the fact that you're getting out of your comfort zone, you know, I reckon really share something, you know, before you launch it, share something a bit about yourself and why you're doing it. Um, And, and then, yeah, I mean, maybe, uh, obviously, you know, you start sending, you know, you use to distribute it. You've got to have, make sure you've got a decent website and hosting and all that stuff. Obviously start uh, sending it out on email maybe. And what I did was actually ask clients, actually emailed them and said, listen, do you want to receive this every week, right? Yeah. Or do you want to maybe just receive highlights once a month, right? That That's a good thing to do because it actually asks, you know, you're asking people if they want it. You don't want to just send them stuff that they don't and meaning they've done something proactive um, to respond sort of will show their interest. Um, I don't have to anything about, you know, doing, you know, having it being able to consumed in, in different parts of potentially doing, um, as I said, doing the show notes mm. uh, is definitely really important. Um, maybe transcribing certain segments of it, but maybe giving keep people a, a bit of a different couple of different ways of how they how they consume it, and yeah, get it out there, rinse, repeat. Um, is it rinse, wash, repeat? One I of think those. rinse. Is it wash, rinse, repeat? Uh, okay, I don't know. You can tell there's too many. I think you rinse things. before you wash. You obviously. <laughs> you? I thought yeah. I thought you? You? Oh where's no, maybe you wash. Where's the spin then? When does that? Come? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Anybody who's, uh, yeah, you can tell I'm on dad duty this week, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Cool. So just, in other words, that's really good advice. You know, get clients involved to start with. Tell them, hey, I'm doing this. I'd love you. Um, Make sure. I think the thing you did is you shared it consistently. You didn't let it go. Um, And then I think the other thing I took from that is create a library, you know, whether it's Omni or Podbean. Yeah. Commit to creating that library. And the second part is you've got to refer to it often. You can't put it out there. You've got to be mentioning it to clients. Hey, I'll send you yeah. a link to this. Or, and, and it's got to become almost like 
a central part of your business because if, it, if yeah. you don't use it, they won't use it. That's very true. Yeah. Um, in terms of what's your view on um, different modes for a sole person podcast versus a conversation podcast? Like, do you, look, do you find one is easier than another? Or look, I think if you're doing a sole person, you know, to me it would be. I don't see how you could do a long one. I don't know yeah. unless unless you're able to just sit there and yak into a. Um, a microphone for half an hour, 40 minutes. I mean, there are obviously some guys out there that can do that. Um, personally, I would find that very difficult. If it was going to be a solo one, I'd make it a short, sharp one with a real sort of specific kind of purpose or tip behind it. Um, stories? Yeah. Well, what, are you saying stories if you're doing speaking to someone else? You're going to do a, if you're gonna, well, stories are great anyway. I, I, I can't remember yeah. who once told me. I said, if you're ever trying to cut down the length of presentation cut anything that's not a story and just yeah, leave the story. I think that's, I think that's true. And that's why when you're speaking to people, yeah, you're finding out about their story. Um, so that's probably quite good. Sorry, Sue, I just want to mention before we go, as well, we're talking about different websites. One of them, which I really want people to check out is called content 10 X. It's content 10 X. It's actually a podcast as well. It's basically a, she's Amy Woods. She's based in the UK. But what her business is all about is taking podcasts or pieces of content and then turning it into like a whole lot of other pieces, turning it into blog posts, into articles, into all this stuff, right? Into videos. Yeah. Um, really cool. You know, whether you use her or not, but she's got a great podcast, which is Content 10X. And that's yeah. an example of a podcast. It's a bit of a how to do one, right? It's like okay. they're generally quite short podcasts. Some of them might just be her giving a tip. Sometimes she might be um, speaking to other people. But, but get onto that and, and it'll give you some great ideas as to how you can repurpose your content. Maybe even another thing is if there's a style that you really, really like and it appeals to you, just, just copy that style until you find your own. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, ben said the most important point. Thank you, by the way, Ben, first for sharing uh, about solo podcasts to be shorter and a very clear outcome of each episode. I think that's yeah, a good one. I think um, that's very true. And yeah. I think it, if it's just you... And you've got nothing else to fire against. Your content has got to be really sharp. Yeah. And probably absolutely. just about probably just about one one thing, to be honest. Like one yeah. story with a moral yeah. or one question. Don't and high energy, Stu, right? High energy. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's just so important. Because the first time I listened to myself, I was like, oh my God, you sound like you're falling asleep. You know? <laughs> that was like, like you've got to bring the energy. That was one question I was going to ask you because yeah. your your radio voice has changed quite a bit. Well, I, I mean, I, I just think I just think you've got to bring energy to it. You do. You, you, you really do. Um, and, you know, my natural state is a bit reserved, right? So it does take a bit of effort for me. And you're right, it can be a bit tiring. Um, but you need to. You do. And there yeah. can be different energy. Like some people are like, yeah. you listen to Joe Rogan, he's like all over the yeah. shop. And then you people look at like Tim Ferriss, he's quite intense energy. Yeah, that's right. But it's just, I think when you're, when you're getting into, I mean, I, I, I know uh, one, one speaker I, I met at Toastmasters years and years ago, he used to do push-ups under the table before he went on stage. Really? Yeah. Like another one who kind of just has this whole, it's showtime. And, and I know yeah. it seems trite and weird, but Ben actually, Ben, we worked together on, on what we call, you know, priming myself. I've got two pens that I hold before, not, I haven't got them today before any sort of workshop. And it just reminds, and there's an image you put in your head. Like mine is that I'm a, I'm a rugby player from way back. Yeah. So whenever I'm standing in front of a, uh, a workshop or delivering something, 
I view, I put myself in the position of, of I, I'm the, t- the team captain and I've got to try and win the game. And suddenly it puts me in a mindset. So yeah. it's, it is about energy. Yeah. Uh, Tanya said, great information for me to consider starting. It needs to work on her preparation. Yeah, preparation. Yeah. If you know what you're going to say, the saying becomes easy. Yeah. We'll research some of the tech websites you've mentioned. Cool. We'll shoot through some more links, Tanya. Yeah, definitely. Mike says, breaking down the blockages, like simply copying another style until you find your own. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Just choose someone you like and, and, and uh, mimic. Uh, Jen wants to know, I'll ask that question in a second. Uh, Greg says, good on you, Ruben. It seems like he does it more on a passion than a business builder. You know what? Um, I think that's like Tim Ferriss said the same thing. He said, he just set out, he was going to do it six times. Yeah. And he wasn't trying to go anywhere. And you've done this in a direction because it's something you wanted to do. But as a result, it's, it's. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Yep. (laughs) Um, Jen, how do you, wants to know, Ruben, how do you prepare before each show? How do I prepare? A scotch. No, go on. Look, is how do I prepare myself mentally or how do I sort of prep my guests? Yeah, have you got a routine before you go on air? You know, do you scotchy, scotchy, scotch in my belly? Lovely scotch. Nah, I'll usually get a coffee (laughs) to sort of get get myself, you know, a little bit of artificial get up. But, but no. There's no, there's no particular routine. Well, it's a Wednesday. Usually Wednesday, uh, I've gone to the gym in the morning. So maybe that helps get your mind right. It's not completely deliberate, but, um, but you know, I think, I mean, yeah, doing exercise before anything has so much, so much positive effect. So, but, yeah. uh, Pat Flynn, how to start a good podcast, says Mike. Lots of good stuff available. So there's a lot of content out there. Huge amount. Yeah. But I mean, I, I mean, Give us two, two pieces of information. I know we're, we're sort of nearly time up. Um, firstly, what are you up to now? What, where is this all headed? Yeah. What are you working on? How can people maybe get involved in something that you're doing? Yeah, well, certainly, um, I mean, get on and listen to the podcast, The Finance Hour, and, you know, search through um, different segments. As I said, you can also look up Ruben's Rant. If you don't want to listen to a full podcast, those are like the three-minute segments, um, which are a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, I'm actually now uh, turning also my attention to writing a bit more as well. It's kind of, um, so I've actually started writing a couple of articles for newspapers and the like. I'm just, um, I'm pivoting a little bit towards that um, because I think, uh, but this has sort of given me the the energy to do that. Um, So yeah, keep an eye out for me in the papers as well. I've had a few in the Age and Herald Sun recently and I'm going to keep doing that. So is Ruben in the Age, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Ruben Zelva, the Age. Yeah, that should do it. Yeah. No, it, it was there? Anyway, it's there. You'll find it. Age or Herald Sun. It'll be there. It might not be on the okay. first page. Obviously, my SEO is a hell of a lot better than the Age. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll shoot you through a couple of links just out of interest anyway. So you're also on Apple as well, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. As I said, so the finance gets, is there. If you yeah, want. yeah, yeah. So it's on iTunes. So yeah, just, um, you know, whatever podcast thing you use, as I said, if it's your, if it's your, um, yeah. if you're on Apple, if you're on Android, once again, I forgot what the Android one's called, but um, yeah, you'll there's find it. There's Ben Elliott in there somewhere as well, isn't there? No, no, I haven't had Ben on. Oh. But you've told me I should, so Ben, I'll get in touch with you. I reckon Ben's, Ben, if you want to talk about energy, Ben's got this beautiful sort of just calm, but yeah, it's like a, it's like a very slow moving road train coming to make you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. This, mate, this has been absolutely awesome. Thank you so much for that. Um, any final tips? Like if someone's leaving here and they're feeling pumped, and they like the idea of what you've done. They're going to use it for clients. They're going to get involved. What's the most important thing they could take out of this conversation that you've learned, uh, which would help them? 
I think, um, yeah, I suppose it's like trying anything new. Um, yeah, you may have some kind of trepidation about it. You may think, oh, am I going to be any good at it? But, but once you've just got to dive in and have a go. You know, we're really bad judges of of the stuff we put out there to the, whether people like it or not. I mean, we're actually really bad judges of that ourselves. True. I can't remember where I read that, um, but it's really true. Um, so, yeah, get out there, have a go. As I said, just set it as a goal to do something new this year. And I think it's one of those great things that um, gets people out of their comfort zone a bit and uh, can energise you. So I think it's, it's really good to have a start. But as I said, once you've started and you're enjoying it, systemise the hell out of it <laughs> if yep. you want to have some longevity around it. The first, they say the first is the hardest and the second is the most important. Yeah. If you've done it twice, you'll probably do it a third time. Yeah. So, man, that's good. And by yeah. the way, if anybody on this podcast, if any of you know a great guest that you think would be great for Ruben to talk to, um, please reach out uh, and yeah, speak to him because um, he's a great interviewer and he's, yeah, it's a great podcast. So, dude, this has been awesome. Thanks, Thanks Stu. You've got a busy weekend ahead. I do, yes. I do. My daughter's turning 12. Uh, it's her bat mitzvah. We're Jewish, obviously. So um, it's a big party on um, tomorrow afternoon. So, yeah, we'll go to the gym ball. today. And then, um, yeah, the afternoon I'll be off. Well, have a ball, man. I've, got, I've been on uh, – I'm not allowed to call it babysitting. It's parenting duty all week where Rach has been away, which has been interesting. I dropped my iPhone into the swimming pool uh, Tuesday. Hey, what can you do? It was, a, it was working when I pulled it out, but uh, – Anyway, I'm going to head into the Apple store, get it replaced. But, um, mate, this has been absolutely gold. Thank you so much for, for joining us. And to everybody else who's still sticking around at the end, I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, we'll be having another one next week. Obviously, uh, you've got the details of Ruben's uh, podcast. Thank you very much for voting, those who did. Other than that, have a great weekend, and I'll, uh, I'll catch you soon. Take care. See you later, Rubes. Thanks, Juicy. Bye. Bye, man. So that's another episode of The Finnovator done for another week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, the session with Ruben. Uh, you should check him out, uh, adaptorwealth.com.au and find out a bit about him. Uh, but once again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, I hope you're enjoying it. If there's something you like about it or something you'd like to hear, or just some feedback, feel free to email me at uh, stuart, S-T-E-W-A-R-T, at aldaria.com.au uh, because ultimately... Uh, the value of this lies in me being able to dig deep into topic areas, talk to people, connect with people uh, that you want to hear from. Uh, that's it for me. Uh, other than one thing, uh, do me a favor. Uh, if there's something that you like about what I'm talking about and you'd like to find out more about the way I work with advice businesses like you, or alternatively, you just want to chat about an area I work with, feel free to reach out. Uh, if there's one thing I would love from this podcast, it's the ability to connect with more uh, financial experts who are approaching this uh, interesting period in our industry in uh, the right way and are excited about the future. So I just want to put that out there. And uh, yeah, if that's you, feel free to reach out. Other than that, next week, I'll be back with another episode of Finnovator. But in the meantime, stay safe and have a great week. <laughs>